<laughs> Testicles, one, two. Oh, shit, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Testicles, one, two. Testicles. Yes, yes, we back and we back. And like crack at it. We are back. Welcome back to Paranoid Radio Podcast. This is your boy, Troubles Garcia, and joining me in the one to two. This is the best co host on the motherfucking planet. Big tank, even though he fell asleep. <laughs> Salute, I my boy. No, I know. Tell me about that. 20 minutes before we were supposed oh, to record. <sighs> Mimis. <laughs> For first of all, the, app, the, the, the freaking app that we What's used crashing? is yeah. was acting up, was crashing. And then and then um we start promoting the episode and then Homeboy falls asleep. Big Tank was fucking I pro- I literally promoted <laughs> it before I fell asleep. Damn. Ain't that some shit. Dude, you're still fucking this sleepy. I'm gonna go to the liquor store and fucking mail you a Red Bull. Um hopefully Not it gets even. To you soon. I'm fucking take a shot or something <laughs> I got right in the house that'll wake me up all day. For real, for real. Dude, um well, listeners, first of all, thank you so much for tuning back into Paranormal Radio Podcast. As you already know, I am Travels Garcia, and Big Tank is our fucking co-host. And uh, this is the show with the best content, with the best fucking, um, for the best fucking listeners. If for the best price. If you, Free 99 For the best price. Exactly. <laughs> and then today we have a fucking awesome episode, dude. It's lined up, and um, this episode was pre-recorded. Uh, about a couple, I want to say maybe four or five days ago. And it was pre-recorded because of the time schedule of um, the special guests that we brought yes. in for you guys. Um, but since we do have to complete it and make it a special show, Big Tank, before we even jump into your segment, I want to run, plug in the fucking randomizing machine and let's pick the fucking oh, listener of the week. Oh, that piece of shit. God damn. Hey, if I'm Come on, dude. No, my man, that shit's, it's a piece of junk. Cool. Bro, I am human resources, bro. That's the That's thing. That shit never gets done. <laughs> bro, plug it in oh, and wear the rubber gloves that bought you, bro. Damn, all right, dude. all right. Here we go. All right. Hitting buttons. <laughs> Activate teleportation. I mean, what? <laughs> shit, wrong machine. I mean. <laughs> Look at that baby purr. <laughs> There she blows. Okay. We got one, bro. We got one. We got one. Finally. Well, this listener <laughs> um, just followed us on Instagram. I want to give her a massive fucking shout out. Her name is... Oh, man. I lost her fucking name. Nara Lee Romero. Nara Lee Romero. Um, on Instagram. Ooh. Yeah. Naren Jali on instagram thank you so much for following us and taking some time to listen to us uh spread the word this episode is dedicated to you thank yes, you so yes, much without a doubt oh. mad love shout out for real now big tank let's fucking push it on forward to the best segment that everybody's fucking talking about what is happening yeah yes you guys know the deal this is what is happening you guys know how it goes i'm gonna give you two stories i want your two cents let me know if you're feeling it if you're not feeling it if you guys think it's true if it's not true but here we go. All right, here first we go. of all, metal monolith found in the middle of Buffalo, Egypt. Actually, it's Utah, but it's in the middle of the desert. What do you this think? This is everywhere. Everybody's everywhere. talking about this shit, dude. What the fuck is it? Bro, it's like a straight up fucking prism pyramid, straight, just straight up the fucking ground, straight up. So, what do you think about it? Like, what do you know about it? What's okay, the okay. story behind it right now? Okay, okay. As of right now, well, when it was first discovered, it was discovered by three. Uh, Utah, um, what is it like environmental workers? Rangers, 
Yeah, um, it's something yeah, like yeah. that. It, it, they they yeah. were part of the Utah um agency, um whatever mm-hmm. it was, whether they were public works or whatever they were. And mm-hmm. um, you actually seen a couple videos where they just get there and they hint at it being at alien stuff, whether it's true or not. It's a completely different story. But that's, that's what, what I heard. That it was because of the recent Utah alien sightings yes. and i guess i don't know that's what i heard that's what i was reading on some articles but i'm not I mean yes. you're the you're the one i mean <laughs> uh regardless if it is or it isn't um it's just something fucking strange that somebody would put out there mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's a weird shape it looks like if it's solid but then if it's solid that should be too heavy i mean does it have any like hieroglyphs or anything no 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 it doesn't have anything that's that just a fucking trip. And see the whole they're following the whole CDC protocol that they're not mm-hmm. supposed to touch anything until they get the clearance. You mm-hmm. get me? Wait, 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 wait. So what do you mean? What do you mean? Like nobody can go investigate? Like there's no it's not open to the public? It's already closed off? It's not that it's closed off. It's just they're following CDC guidelines. Um they're you know how it is. Social media, mainstream uh, news it's saying it's probably some type of hoax some type of art uh, how do you call it um, phenomenon going on that they're going to use mm-hmm. it so on and so forth uh, me personally yeah I could see a little art thing going on but I think so too dude I think if somebody left it there like an art kind of like um, you know those fucking the Georgia Guidestones have yeah. you heard about that yeah. like they, they put them up and they put them as art I guess but it was like the guide it's the, that's what they're called the Georgia Guidestones hashtag look it up it, they, they have basically the instructions of how to survive after the massive apocalypse or an, an apocalyptic event and how to for humans to keep on thriving on earth and it has it in many different languages so it's kind of like it's fucking weird, you know. It's maybe one of those mystery object fucking Stonehenge situation yeah, type of exactly, sculptures. Yeah, exactly. Fucking exactly. Um, will we ever find out the truth? I think if it is a piece of art, I think we will find out sooner or later. Maybe this is more maybe confusing. they just want to get a clout. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's just a clout. Maybe it's gonna come out later. Man, this is more confusing than the fucking Joe Biden and Donald Trump election. Yeah, fucking seriously, straight up, right straight up, straight up, straight up, all <laughs> fucking day. What you got next, my boy? All right. Second of all, couple <laughs> finds 66 bottles of whiskey. Okay. That's not, no, not, 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 nothing that strange. Mm-hmm, Here's mm-hmm. a twist. It's from the 1915s during the bootleg era in their apartment what? in New York. Yes. Um, During the prohibition? Yes, yes, yes. Get yes. the fuck out of here. Swear. They found them inside their walls. Somebody called fucking Capone. Right? <laughs> Tell him I got his shit. <laughs> right, 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 right. For real, dude. Look, um, they were doing a, they were doing a recent renovation in the area, and the funny part was is that they were knocking down a wall when they seen some type of liquid spillage. So Whoa. they started taking. So they hit. Yeah, something. exactly. It's like they were getting a jackhammer. Oh, fucking. I mean, straight to the wall, and then you start seeing leakage. What do you think it is? Obviously, whiskey is a dark a broken pipe. Yeah, exactly. If there's something, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So you could only imagine what was going through their head. But soon after, they started taking it slow. They started smelling how to call it alcohol content. They started pulling everything out. They find sixty-six oh, bottles. Oh man, 
mind gold. Because, yes. I mean, not only the taste of that well-aged wine, but the fucking content itself, you know, the label, what it represents, the time. Fuck, that's legendary, As, as legendary. soon as they can match it up to a, a previous bootlegger, you know that she's going to be worth millions. 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 If, Maybe, if, yeah. if the government doesn't get its hands on it saying that we need it for possession, then they keep or, it. Or, or, uh, they fucking drink it all up. <laughs> uh, I don't think they did. I mean, obviously, they brought it to social media. They brought it to the news. That is fucking crazy, my boy. Dude, thank you so much for bringing in this fucking, um, those amazing uh, two stories. As you always, you always fucking doing an amazing fucking job, Big Tank. I appreciate it, Big Dog. Salute. <laughs> Salute, bro. Now, check this out, dude. This fucking episode, um, we're going to give a proper introduction to these guys. And these guys have been fucking showing us so much fucking love. These are the hosts of um, the Real Conspiracy Hippie podcast you need to fucking check these guys out because they have fucking been shouting us out and they have the best topics and they have great fucking information and once again if you guys enjoy paranoid fucking radio um you're going to enjoy the real uh, conspiracy hippie podcast hit them up um add them on um on instagram they're the underscore real underscore conspiracy underscore um hippie podcast i believe <laughs> but um they'll make sure to fucking plug in their their information on this episode please enjoy the next fucking uh, the next couple of minutes with them they're gonna blow your fucking mind all fucking day all right so today we have a truly amazing show because today we have the honor of bringing onto the show some of the realest conspiracy theorists in the fucking bro game. i'm already here though please give a warm i'm already here though <laughs> Dude, dude, don't <laughs> interrupt me, bro. But for real, though, dude, um, some of the realest conspiracy theories in the fucking game. I had to read that all over again because somebody fucking really <laughs> interrupted me. Please give a warm fucking welcome to the cons- to the conspiracy hippie and Zach from the Real Conspiracy Hippie podcast. Yeah, buddy, welcome, yeah. welcome. Hey, guys. What's up, guys? Yeah, what's going on? Thanks for having us. It's an honor to be on with you guys as well. Some of the few people getting to the real nitty gritty of topics. For real, dude. You know what? Uh, it's before anything. Also, I want to give you guys some gratitude. Thank you so much for spending some time and uh, giving us these 30 minutes to blow some fucking minds. And I'm fucking <laughs> ecstatic. I'm ecstatic and really excited for the listeners, if anything, because today we have a, a real treat. You get me? Yeah, dude. I appreciate you guys bringing us on, helping us get our platform out there. Uh, too many people do conspiracy theories and they don't cover it in a funny way. They just sound like a bunch of lunatics. It's sad. And that's what that's what. You know, that's what uh, that pushes a lot of people not to listen to their pod or um, get discouraged or they believe that maybe it's not real. They try to live in the matrix forever. So, um, yeah, so you got to have some co- comic relief and, and keep it short. Keep it short and simple, straight to the point. You know what I mean? Heck yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> Want to just dive into this or? For real, for real. So what we're going to do, I'm going to throw you right into the deep end of the pool, dude. And today we're going to be talking about harp. And I want to know, dude, what the fuck is harp? What does harp stand for? And it's a what musical the hell instrument. Is it Everyone knows that. Today? Yeah, harp, harp was designed uh, in the Industrial Revolution. Uh, it was a musical instrument. Oh, hold on. Oh, I got the wrong notes here. Let me. Uh, oh, shit. Let me oh, shit. Shit. Wrong Wikipedia page. You, you are on the wrong podcast channel right now, guys. Uh, Stay tuned. Wait a minute. We're not talking about harp musical instruments. Um, <clears throat> guys, my notes are all wrong for this one. No, I'm kidding. It's okay, man. <laughs> so, Harp is the high-intensity auroral uh, research program. 
Um, Zach and I talked a little bit about it in one of our podcasts. Uh, we're doing a two-part series on Harp as well, so it's really fun to jump in with you guys and do this. Uh, there yeah. is a lot yeah. to go over with Harp. I'll give you guys kind of a quick breakdown on it, give everybody kind of a, a small introduction to what Harp is, and then we'll get to the nitty-gritty of it. It's a super interesting conspiracy theory. Um, not talking about boy, as much anymore. It is, it is your show. You're the freaking special guest. The spotlight <laughs> is on you. So if you got to bring in something to the table, drop it heavy, Ben. <laughs> All right, let's drop it. Let's drop it heavy. I got Zach here with me. We'll talk a little bit about it. Uh, as I say, the HARP is the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Program. Uh, essentially, what HARP is, is it's a bunch of radio waves and a bunch of antennas in the middle of Fairbanks, Alaska. It's actually in a city called Gonka, Alaska. Uh, I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, it's on the eastern. They had, they had uh, it shut down for a bit, right? It did. So uh-huh. it's the, the history behind it's strange. So it started work in 1993. Uh, they did not finish the facilities for use until 2007. Uh, and when they finished the facilities in 2007, it was uh, budgeted and funded by the U.S. Navy and the U.S. Air Force. Um, they actually took over the project and they started funding it to keep it up and going. So I'm guessing this is I'm guessing basically this is where they found out that it could be used as a weapon. Perhaps. Right. And, and uh, I mean, why would the Navy or Air Force have any involvement in a program that was originally designed to uh, conduct radio waves and do research within the ionosphere? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Right. Like, why would the military give two shits about that? Other, exactly. than, other than getting 18 year old kids uh, signed up to get to Dodge Chargers. The only other thing they love more is uh, war. So. Yeah, it just absolutely. seems it seems strange. Uh, and no offense if you're an 18 year old kid in the military, the Dodge Charger. I respect you. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, great, he's got a great APR of 28 percent and a 700 dollar a month payment. <laughs> Zach knows all about it. Uh, <laughs> okay, I, I see where that's coming from. Now, okay, <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man. Zach so, okay, so, so, okay, up, so what I'm understanding basically is basically, um, so it was used for weather monitoring. Monitoring. Correct. It was used to to identify radio waves within the ionosphere. So the ionosphere is the uppermost part of our atmosphere um, before you start getting into space. And what it was designed was to manipulate and read radio waves through severe weather so they could still send communications uh, to submarines. They could send communications out worldwide. Keyword manipulate. Correct. That's yeah. the that's what's fun. So in 2007, they get the project completed. Well, in 2014, Harp shuts down. Um, a lot of a lot of pushback from the public. A lot of people weren't comfortable with Harp. Uh, and then in 2015, it was given to the University of Alaska Fairbanks. Essentially, mm-hmm. after 2015, a lot of uh, the conspiracies on Harp kind of stopped. Uh, actually, if you look at relevance on YouTube and you Google harp, I'm like the last person to do something on it. in the last six mm-hmm. years, I'm pretty sure <laughs> very few yeah. people are still talking about it. Um, but it's crazy because it went it's silent still, for a while. yeah, it did go silent. It's still pretty relevant. Um, but that's kind of the basics on harp. So it's a small program in, in Fairbanks or Gonka, Alaska to be specific, uh, that was used for research of ionosphere radio waves. Um, but a lot of people believe it was used to control weather. It was used for mind control. And a lot of people thoroughly believe it was designed for, uh, for mass war, a weapon of mass destruction. Um, that's, that's, that kind of brings me on to my next, to my next question. I kind of want to ask you this. I'm not sure if it, if it fits all together like a puzzle, but are chemtrails a part of it or is it part of the program or a continuation of it? It's, 
so yes and no. Chemtrails mm-hmm. are their own kind of thing, but a lot of people, when you start getting into um, conspiracies about weather manipulation and weather controlling, mm-hmm. they're kind of one mm-hmm. and the same. It's it's very similar to like uh, if you're going to talk about aliens and time travel, which a lot of people start linking stuff like that together because you'll see like yeah. ancient aliens theories mm-hmm. and stuff. So they're they're kind mm-hmm. of one of the same. However, there's no plausible evidence of harp linking to chemtrails. But it does tie into the fact that if the government can control weather and they can control uh, things like that, then essentially HARP would be on the same kind of research program. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, absolutely do. I'm going to get into a little bit of Jesse Ventura's research on HARP. I, I talk about Jesse Ventura a lot. He's gone soft now. He's like a, a anti-Trump and Jesse, guy now. Jesse is the creator? Is he the designer? or? So Jesse Ventura was a uh, governor who was a... Um, pro wrestler like conspiracy theorists he was a he was a nut job for a long time but he was one of the few people to actually try to break into the heart facility facilities and actually get some very very good research on it uh, a lot of people that try to get information on heart were shut down um, or they just they they didn't have the credentials he had being a governor he was part of the navy seals he was in the buds operation yeah he was a high-ranking yeah. military official uh, so he was able to actually get some pretty terrifying research on it. Um, this was back in oh, 2010. Man. He did a show called Conspiracy Theories on True TV, which blows my mind that we were able to have uh, just regular TV programming about like hardcore conspiracy theories. He did a lot of stuff about um, the Bloombergs. He did stuff about cough, like the mass coffins in Ohio. So he, he's pretty mm-hmm. deep in the shits. Um, so I'm going to get into a little bit of his research. Zach, you got anything to add about the basics of Harp? No, I think it did a really good job explaining it. You know, a lot of people think it was more along the lines of manipulating weather to become that weapon of mass destruction, you know, create tsunamis, earthquakes, tornadoes, hurricanes. That's kind of like what I believed also. No, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I mean, I kind of got that. I mean, what we believe is sometimes in the entertainment industry, what they do in movies is they leave little breadcrumbs of the truth behind so that you could be in your subconscious, you start believing or it normalizes in your brain. Yeah. And for example, the movie, like the movie, The Core, right? They had, I don't know if you guys seen it, but they have this called Project Destiny. And this is a, a giant beam that goes to the middle of the earth and it creates an earthquake in specific areas. Mm-hmm. And they mass, they use it as a mass weapon. So that's kind of what I thought Harp was at first before you guys br- brought all the, yeah. the main hardcore research. Well, and, you know, and that's what a lot of people, they, on the surface, they see that with Harp, but Harp gets so much deeper. And, and Jesse Ventura was one of the only people to actually dig into it. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of YouTube videos you can see, but he was one of the few people with his research team and development to actually kind of break it down. So uh, Jerry Smith, he's an author. He wrote a book on Harp um, and a lot of its mm-hmm. uh, potential functionalities of, of mass destruction. He actually called Jesse Ventura up and said, hey, man, listen. This is a conspiracy theory I think you need to dig into. This is something that just doesn't seem right. And Jesse Ventura had never heard of this. This was 2010 or 11. So Harp had only been active for a few years. Uh, Mm -hmm. And Jesse Ventura gets into talking about how, you know, I don't know if this is something I really care about. Why should I care? So Jerry Smith brings him out to Alaska. He's like, listen, let's go. Let's go look at these facilities. Let's dig into this. So they fly out to Alaska. Mm-hmm. They fly over uh, the Gonka station of uh, where Harp is located. And it's 360 mm-hmm. antenna over like 500 acres. And it produces 3.6 million watts. Uh, just to put that what in perspective, the, the highest watts out, the highest watt 
uh, production outage of a radio station in America is 50,000 watts. I believe it's out of California and it streams all the way to the East Coast with 50,000 watts. Oh, shit. Uh, that is fucking insane, dude. Yes, it's insane. And what's crazy is it has to be out. In the, this radio station has to be out in the outskirts because it can affect like airplanes and radio waves and stuff like that for pilots. That's, that's that how much sense. power yeah. 50,000 watts is. So put that to 3.6 million watts, and we're talking about something that could devastate an entire country if need be, uh, and certainly has in its own right. That's freaking crazy. It, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm theorizing here. Do you think that maybe has, I don't know, does this connect it with, um, I want to say maybe with like the magnetism or the, the North Pole? Does it have any t- anything to do with like its location specifically? So Like um, ley lines and other energy points on, on Earth? I, I would love to believe it does. I think one of the biggest things is why would they pick Fairbanks, Alaska? And why would they pick Gonka, Alaska? It's an extremely far out location. There's no near airports. I mean, to get to Fairbanks, you literally have to fly into Anchorage and then you have to take a fucking puddle jumper over into Fairbanks. Then you have oh, to drive shit. into Gonka, which is about an hour and a half southeast, I believe, from Fairbanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just seems like a weird location. The military was like, well, we actually, we've always had that land. Why? Why did they mm-hmm. have that land? It seems like they picked as a very specific location. Now, and I'm sure in your guys' studies and research, you found that the North Pole tends to be this giant conspiracy theory platform of what is out there. I mean, is there bases out there? Yeah. Is there a no fly zone, yeah. hollow earth, a bunch of different There's, shit. And they yeah. could hide anything they want out there. I mean, even National Geographic has done a lot of uh, videos out there about penguins and crap. And they talk about how there's it's so desolate and it's so dangerous. You can't go off the grid. So like when they do like March of the Penguins and stuff, they they have a very specific path. And if they fall off that path of travel, they'll die out in the uh, well, North Pole. I've actually read something like, like that. Can't, That's fucking can't insane. Live yeah, out I've there. actually read something like that because they go yeah. off in saying that the North Pole, you're only allowed to basically uncover, I think it's like 15 to 17%. Because after that, it's like basically uninhabitable. You can't really do much. Your instruments start messing up. You start losing your technology. It's just crazy out there. Right. And it's strange to me that they would turn this facility over to the University of Alaska. And after they spent all this money, it took um, almost 20 years to get the program up and running. And after seven short years, they just give it to the university. Well, it's not out of the realm of possibility, in my opinion, that this was a test model and it was a minor, minor test model. Uh, And so the Navy... Then I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, you're good. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to follow here. The freaking Air Force and the freaking Navy <laughs> created it. They built it. And then they handed it down after they were done with it, I suppose. They give it to um, the college, the university. Correct. Well, yeah, and, and also get this. Okay. How much did it cost? Mm-hmm. It, it cost $5 million a month to run this program. And how much did it cost to build? Get the it fuck was out of it. Reported. And world hunger, it was reported at like $2.5 billion, but they've also had studies done uh, and people have looked into the budget and they believe that budget was blown by three times the amount. And they just gave it away. And they gave it. Yeah. Okay. They gave it to the university. Get the fuck out of here. But that's the North Pole thing. I'll tie this in. This could have very well been a small scale model to see, can we control weather? Can we control manipulation of of, uh, natural disasters? And if we can, let's get rid of this. Let's make it look not sketchy by giving it to a college. And let's build a five times larger model of the North Pole. Now, that's pure (laughs) speculation. That's purely my opinion. But based off of what I have and the information I see, it doesn't seem far out of the realm of possibility. 
And yeah. I'll kind of get a little deeper into what we were talking about with the military and how that works. So this was actually designed and patented for missile defense. Because of the radio waves in the ionosphere, they, we have uh, systems in place as a country to detect incoming uh, missiles and incoming projectiles, and they can be shot down. Well, it would be even safer to have a giant radio wave wall around this country where if someone shot a missile towards us, we could just interrupt the frequency mm. and drop that thing out of the sky. The only thing better than... Without even having to exactly. shoot a bullet. And how quick and efficient that would be. So it was actually designed uh, by a gentleman named Bernard Eastland. He was a uh, high-up ranking military defense officer. And he created tons and tons of programs for defense. And everything he did was for defense of this country. Um, he helped a lot with uh, submarine communications and things like that. So he was a very, very high-up intelligence Fucking officer. Fucking patriot. Yeah, badass motherfucker. I <laughs> uh, love this country. Uh -huh. But when he passed away, he had the uh, plans for heart, but it was not done. It was not built. And in his original plans, it was patented and designed for missile defense. So mm -hmm. uh, it starts project, it starts building, and the military takes it over. Well, that's where you'll get a little bit further into the, of the why would the military want this? So Jesse Ventura actually went to the facilities. He flew in, like I talked about a little bit. Uh, he gets there and they won't let him in. They're like, hey, you can't come in here, blah, blah. And he's like, well, hey, listen, I'm a high ranking military official. I have clearance to get into these facilities. I'm a governor and I'm coming here as, as a, like a, a researcher, a journalist. Why can't you let me into the facilities? And they refused to let him into the facilities. They were very aggressive about it. And he was actually higher ranking than the guards that they had at the post who should have respected him at the very least, should have been cordial to him. But you can find this video on YouTube. Yeah. Extremely aggressive. Mm -hmm. uh, they mm -hmm. told him they need to get out of there. So at this point, Jesse says, well, hey, listen, you can't tell me that because uh, I rank higher than you. So I'm just going to walk on in. As the crew attempts to walk into the heart facilities, one of their cameras explodes. And the rest of their cameras and all of their wiring, all of their sound production stuff malfunctions and fries out, ruined like $15,000 in uh, camera and sound technology as they're breaking into the facilities. It like kind of like an EMP. Yeah. Like it basically just sent an yeah. electro wave. And now could it have been a coincidence? Maybe, but it seems super coincidental yeah, that highly unlikely. Yeah, that they're trying to infiltrate a facility yeah. with. 3.6 million watts. I mean, you could literally turn on half of an antenna and fry out. I mean, they, they can't even fly planes within a 500 yard premises of it if one antenna is wow. on. Okay, I have a question. Crazy. Wow. So wow. that's where it starts getting dark. Yeah, okay. fire map. Um, I've been doing a little side research, and now that you're bringing all this in, I sort of feel ties it ties in. Okay, have you guys heard of the Star Wars program through Ronald Reagan? which was a SDI, the Strategic yes. uh, Defense Initiative. I don't know if you guys have, I don't know if you guys have yes, touched and, any. And I believe, uh, well, and that's the speech that Ronald Reagan gave about how war is changing and warfare is no longer going to be fought yes. on foot, right? That was related to that program, yes. essentially. Yes. Yeah. So I'm fairly familiar with some of that stuff. Um, and Reagan was big into advancing warfare, and he made some very scary, valid points all those years ago. Okay, so my theory is, dude, is what if it's something heading towards that way? For example, I know we could probably still be another 20, 30 years before we have like a fully functional uh, space station that could actually attack missiles through direct energy weapons and so forth. Because that was the whole premises of it. Basically have a Death Star up there, so whenever we did have missiles, it could help 
Yeah, that's what it was. That, that's fucking stars. <laughs> yeah, that's what the program yeah, was called. Program yeah. Was called. So I'm just giving those metaphors. But do you think it could be that type of thing, but down on Earth, since it's producing so much energy waves? Well, it's even funnier you mentioned that because they have done enough studies that they can actually, if they could boost HARP just a little bit more to get closer to that 5 million watts range, they believe they could blast uh, satellites out of the um, out of the sky, like satellites in space. Kind of like, like solar flares, so right? But imagine if, if China has, because they have all these satellites overhead, and imagine if they were sending troops, I mean, very hypothetically, so say they want to take over the U.S. Well, these people are getting their radio waves, they're getting these transmissions through a satellite. If we blew that satellite out of the sky, that would cause mass chaos for any field troops trying to get orders from that. That would literally shut down uh, an entire program. It would it would be insanity. On correct. Both ends. So it's funny when you yeah. mention Star Wars yeah. because I think the ultimate goal for Harp was space because the ionosphere seemed like a very easy starting place. But if we could hit that with 3.6 million watts and we already have technology to transmit radio waves to space, we could combine that and do whatever we want. And you know, say we do have a Death Star up there. Well, how do we activate it? Through Harp, you could blast a, a giant radio wave to the Death Star, trigger something, and then it could launch a gigantic blow. I mean, this is extremely, extremely the giant concentration yeah, of energy. Extremely hypothetical, but based on some of the research you can do on Harp, and a lot of people really believe that it had that level of potential. Exactly. Of see, see, that, that's just the whole thing that's running through my mind right now. Because I was just looking into this, and I'm like, you know what? This is interesting. I heard just started doing a little bit of research, and now that you're telling me all this, I'm like, could mm-hmm. this be the shield to the sword that they're trying to build or is this a sh- is this a sword to the shield that they're making you know it reminds me it reminds it reminds me kind of like that part of the movie um insurgents independence day the second one when they have that base on the moon yeah. and they shoot that right. giant beam onto the to the aliens as a defense kind of and then they have that shield around the earth that laser shield around the earth kind of like that's how i see it. like if you have enough harps around the earth um connected somehow you'll be able to um not only push out satellites, but bigger, like comets and, and, and asteroids. Absolutely. You get me? It, it's so, <laughs> it's, it, it may sound kind of crazy, but when you read enough into this, the possibilities are endless. And so that's when Jesse Ventura, after they tried to break in, really was like, okay, there's something here. Because he originally was like, it's just, it, it's too in, out in the open. Like, why would they do that? It's too easy to cover this up. But I mean, when they tried to get into the facilities and, and their cameras got fried, he was like, oh, my God, there is more here than this should be. Um, so he started doing some on the ground research in Alaska. He, he found some scientists, uh, Dr. Nick Baggage. He uh, he believes that harp was actually used in the Iraq war. So there was I forget what the battle was, but essentially there was like thousands of Iraqi troops that surrendered to U.S. without even a fight. And when we captured most of them they were like extremely ill uh, a lot of them had a lot of uh issues with their bowels oh, a lot man. of them were suicidal some of them had just like basically were ready to off themselves and it's very strange frequency weaponry bro well and that's when jesse's like hey how would this be how could you do that with harp it's about weather manipulation well one thing is i think very easy to forget is that our brains are run on radio waves they're almost the exact same kind of waves that you would have to run a radio station that you'd have to run like a CB radio. They're just a little bit different, but we're all basically <laughs> electromagnetic species. So heart can be dropped to either increase or decrease 
brain waves and create feelings of nostalgia or create feelings of mass depression. Uh, they've done this with studies. And with, oh I think God. about 40,000 watts hooked up to a small generator, you could change the mood of three or four people drastically. And Zach and I talked a little bit in our last podcast. Horror movies do this as well. You hear a lot of those dull brown noises in the background of horror movies, uh, especially when they want to scare people. And it causes a feeling of yeah, panic. They build up the momentum. If yeah, you just want to exactly. put that on, I know exactly what you're like talking Like that about. noise on a headphone and sit in a dark room, you would feel panic. But then if you sat in a dark room with like an upbeat noise or like a certain scent or something like at Disneyland puts vanilla in the air, you would feel positive, right? So it's very easy to manipulate our brain waves through scent and smell and, and through sound. I've... I've said this many times before in our previous episodes. Everything is fucking based down to frequency, dude. And if you know how to manipulate frequency, you're going to be able to control the masses or uh, destroy certain popular, uh, populated areas. To be honest, dude, I, I, I think it goes deeper into, into the rabbit hole. Um, I'm looking at the time. So we're running out of time. And I really, I, I'm enjoying it so much that I just want you to keep fucking telling me all what all of you learned and shit. But um, we got to respect the 30 minutes we, we promised you guys. I, Unfortunately, I, that's most of what I did have. I do have a high. I have one question that um, kind of brings me into like back to like, like dark conspiracy, not too much real. What are the consequences? Do, do they use it to create rain in different areas and then it, it, it manifests itself to like giant hurricanes, um, uh, blizzards? It, it very tsunamis? well could actually. Uh, what, what we got for time? A few minutes here, like two, three minutes top. Uh, Zach, why don't you yeah. hit him with Myrtle Beach mm-hmm. real quick? So, yeah, um, and kind of explain that. And we'll leave you guys with the, the small that. weather manipulation proof that we do have, and, and we'll let your imaginations run with it after that. Right, right. Keyword, proof. <laughs> so, so, so back in 2011, sort of when Harp was all going, you know, actually happening, uh, Myrtle Beach in January of that year, people reported that there were these three weird-looking clouds. Now, when I mean weird-looking, it's hard to explain, but if you're old enough to know what, like, Beyblades are, they look like just, like, the start of a tornado or, like, a like a, a Beyblade is in the air. And these clouds didn't move. They stood there for days. And and the sort of the, the feel in Myrtle Beach was just sort of dreary and just, like, depression. Like, people were just gray, you know? And, and, and just people kept coming out about... <clears throat> Everyone just felt off and other specific clouds left the area, came back. But these clouds just stayed there stationary for days and and sort of people were like on the conspiracy theory about, yeah, I think Harp is the one that's doing this. They're sort of like engineering these clouds to see if if people can be affected, if, if the weather or the atmosphere can be manipulated by Harp. And I mean, I mean, why would these specific clouds just stay there? For, for days on end and not move. Like, that's just not how clouds work. That's not how the world works. Everything moves. The wind moves. Clouds, clouds move. If you get a yeah, chance, look exactly. it up. Just There's literally just type into Google Myrtle Beach clouds and they'll be there. You'll see them. Wow. Yep. Hashtag look it up, people. For real. You guys, you guys came, you guys conquered and destroyed it and then built it <laughs> back up again. It was fucking insane. And I, I just wish, I just wish we had a little bit more time, dude. Um, right before we freaking end the, the, this segment, I want to make sure that you guys get the time uh, to tell everybody else, everybody, where they can find you individually or uh, where they can find your podcast, the name. Hit them up. Let yeah, them know absolutely. What, what hey, I want to say it's been a pleasure being on with you guys. Um, super fun stuff. I appreciate you giving me 30 minutes to 
spew a bunch of random nonsense. But uh, you can, if you guys liked what you heard, my name is Tanner. I do a podcast called The Real Conspiracy Hippie. Uh, I do a YouTube channel. We do some sketches. We do some uh, videos about current political stuff going on from a non-biased standpoint. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at The Real Conspiracy Hippie. You can follow me on Twitter at TRC Hippie. Uh, I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts, Anchor FM. Uh, so you can listen to that. And if you guys like what you heard about Harp, Zach and I did one last week, kind of explaining Harp in further detail. We've got a two-part series. We'll have it. The new episode oh, yeah. will be out Wednesday. And we're going to cover some more about Harp. Uh, we're going to get into like the Joplin tornado. We're going to get into uh, the Harp uh, radio waves. We're going to get into Harp rings and stuff like that as well. So we may even do a three-part series to crack this thing really open. Uh, but yeah, again, you guys can definitely I, I a appreciate lot of you guys having me on, man. It's been awesome. And it's too much information to do for, you know, one podcast or even two. But yeah, if you guys like what you heard, you can always follow me at The Real Conspiracy Hippie. Uh, Zach, go ahead and plug your stuff. And then for me, I do a little bit of Twitch streaming. I'm more of like a sports and a gaming guy. You can follow me on Twitch uh, named Floor Skins. Uh, it's more of like a play on word of the, <laughs> of the word <laughs> Floor Skins, but with floor. Uh, so yeah, go follow me on Twitch. It's with two S's, F-L-O-O-R-S-K-I-N-S-S. Uh, we can talk conspiracy theory, sports, games, anything you want. I'm down to do anything like that. That is freaking crazy. Um, their Instagram page is also blowing up with freaking, they do posts and they do story posts every single fucking day. I'm one of their biggest fans. I'm, I'm always looking at, at their stuff. So go ahead and check them out at Instagram, guys. And um, and make sure, if you guys like Paranoid Radio, you're going to fucking love um the real conspiracy hippie podcast make sure you hit them up and uh thank you guys so much for giving us this time and enlightening us and dropping a uh, little bit you guys what you did right here right now is you guys dropped a little seed and <laughs> that shit a little plan. hey man i can give and, you the uh, basics but it's all about what you're willing to look up on your own you know and that's all that's all we're here to do open that third eye a little bit absolutely absolutely without, thank without you so much for being hey, on guys, thank and you so much for having us take it easy whoa Dude, these fucking dudes came, dog, and they fucking slaughtered it, bro. They murdered um, that shit. Give, no cap. Dude, it was a fucking complete um, disaster. Like, you know what? I had a very strong feeling that Harp itself was um, one of the biggest conspiracies of our lifetime and, um, and modern fucking human history, if anything. At this point right now, it they fucking pushed me to not only make a second episode about Harp, but also fucking do a lot of more deep research so we know what the fuck we're dealing with. Yeah, so they only touched a bit, bro. They only touched a bit. Look, they have more content on Harp. If you guys don't want to wait for us, go look up at their shit at The Real Conspiracy Hippie all day. Yeah, dude. Um, They already have part one, which covers a whole different um, area of the conspiracy. Um, What they brought into our show today was heavy fucking hitting um, facts about history of people that were there and location, but you want you gotta listen to the first episode. Hit them up again. Listen very fucking carefully. The real conspiracy hippie podcast. Hit them up. Um, check out the first harp episode, and then um, fucking the rest of their content. They have really good content. Um, massive shout outs to you guys. Thank you guys so fucking much for coming back out here and um, and for giving us all the shout outs and all the appreciation and a fucking honor. It was an honor, complete honor, having you guys here. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is. Now, Big Tank, do me a huge fucking favor and plug in your shit. Tell people where they can find you. All right, you guys know the deal. Uh, catch me on all social medias at eknat.ivix. Once again, eknat.ivix.
And you can find me at T-R-E-B-L-E-S-G-A-R-C-I-A, Trebles Garcia on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, and on Snapchat. Make sure to hit us up on ParanoidRadio.com. You already know what the fuck is going on. We have a live blog. Uh, not a lot of people are hitting us up through that. But still, hit it all up. And make sure to leave fucking five stars and a fucking comment. A good fucking positive review on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening, uh, listen to us there. And, um, you know, that helps the show blow up a little bit more. And it helps other people like you fucking enjoy it. Because I know you're fucking enjoying it. Um, massive shout outs again to all our listeners. We found out that today we touched down in the country of Puerto Rico. I'm ecstatic. Fucking excited. All over again. Because... That's another part of the world that our voices are being heard and the truth is being spoken and other people are actually fucking falling to a fucking awoke environment. And that's our mission here at fucking Paranoid Radio Podcast. It is. It is. Um, I just want to say massive love, massive shout out once again. Um, the only reason we're doing this is because you guys like it. I mean, you guys keep us going. There's absolutely nothing but love between us. Um, you guys know the deal. Uh, Paranoid Radio at gmail.com if you want to reach us directly. But we do have our website, which is paranoidradio.com. And if you still don't like that, catch us on Instagram at Paranoid Radio all day. Oh, also one more thing. Um, new Facebook page. Again, a new Facebook page is fucking dropping heat. Any content that you cannot find on Instagram, you'll always be able to find it on fucking Facebook. It's live now. We are everywhere. The only thing that we haven't touched down on is fucking Twitter. That's coming up next. So, um, Big applause to our fucking uh, engineering website team and shit. Without a know, doubt, without troubles. a doubt. <laughs> Massive uh, love and shout out. Um, appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, nothing but love. To all the listeners around the world, nothing but love for real. Big Tank, have a good night, bro. Salute, salute. Boom. Blow your fucking mind.